0: And we are recording. Welcome to Meet the Pressers with Clint Macro and Matt Mallory. Matt, say hi to everybody. We have a special
1: guest today, Todd Fossey. Todd, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, geez. How far back do you want me to go? You want me to go back to when I was at birth or yeah, when you day, first when you the, first saw that little shaft of light come through the cave, and <laughs> the day the day that I, the day that I was conceived, and, and, oh. and uh, on a cold winter night in Owatonna, Minnesota, is that <laughs> what you want me to tell you guys?
2: Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Necro. Brought to you by Public Safety and Education and the Trigger Pressers Union. And now, your hosts hello
0: everyone. Welcome to Meet the Pressers with Clint Macro and Matt Mallory. This episode of Meet the Pressers is made possible with the generous support of PowerTac Flashlights, Lee Armory, and Easy2C Targets.
2: Hey Clint, so where you been? What what have you been up to? What's new? Well-
0: I just got back from Southern Indiana. Actually, it was a funny thing. I told my wife about this. Matt had sent me a text that seemed kind of concerned. You know, as much concern as you can read in a text. And you finally (laughs) said, are you okay? And when I finally got back to him, Matt was concerned because I hadn't put anything up on Facebook for a number of days because at National and Rifle Association, there's like zero cell service and I didn't have access to Wi-Fi all the time. So I'd spent uh, almost a week there in Southern Indiana uh, it was a three-day class, but with uh, setup and drive time, I was I was gone for about a week. And it was a great opportunity to uh, actually work with Marty Murphy. He was there kind of bopping in and out of my class and and just kind of hanging out a bit. That man knows more about muzzleloading shooting than and muzzleloaders than anyone I know. I was glad that he was able to hang out. And he said that he wanted to hang out and watch me teach the bit because uh, he doesn't teach the bit as much as I did. So it was pretty awesome that we were able to kind of help one another out and uh, pick up some things from one another. It was kind of cool. Uh, but I'm back home now here in the studio, and, you know, we had an opportunity to, to record with Todd today, which was fantastic.
1: I know that a lot of people view me as, and my company, Integrative Defense Strategies, as a firearms training company. And I don't I don't view myself that way, and I don't view IDS that way. I view us a company that uh, provides training in full spectrum when it comes to personal defense and personal protection. Um, We offer a wide variety of of training resources. Uh, Actually, half of the time that we spend um, teaching is just hands-free stuff and intermediate skills when it comes to personal protection. So we have classes just for hands-free skills hands-free combatives we have classes just for firearms for people who are a little bit more gun-centric and then we have classes that are a combination of the two my background and training goes back to the late 90s so geez 20 20 years now um the early days of my training uh this will sound kind of weird um happened from some guys that i promised i would never use their name when it came to when it came to uh my my personal my personal resume i was living in los angeles for about 10 years i was doing some work in the in the film industry back there i was a writer producer director hmm. uh, and i knew some i knew some guys um that uh, were consultants within that industry and they knew that i went to the range and they said one one day they said to me don't don't do that don't don't go to the range and i'm like well what else am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, they said, come with us, come with us. Now I knew these guys sort of had some deep backgrounds and I'm like, well, okay, I'll just come with you. And they say, just sit in the back seat, just pretend like you're one of us and we'll go through this gate and we'll go into this training compound and we'll, we'll show you some stuff. I wouldn't say that they were my instructors back then. Basically I was imitating what they were doing and things weren't as evolved as they are today, you know? Um, but that was sort of the early eye um, the early eye-opening stages for me in terms of looking at training in a, in a slightly different way and in a little bit more holistic way. Then I went on to, uh, spend some time training with the Israelis in uh, Israeli Krav Maga. And I was an instructor in Israeli Krav Maga. And, um, I started to gravitate from there a little bit more into a little bit more of a more adaptive approach toward personal protection and combatives. Um, a little bit more of an, uh, I wouldn't say a little bit more now, we're, we're actually, I would call us an MMA approach in the context of personal protection and uh, in self-defense that actually incorporates the firearm. So it's very contextually dependent and we've designed our curriculum and modalities and principles around the context of either the citizen defender or law enforcement um, or security or military, depending what the context is, our, we use our Our curriculum in a way that fits what their specific needs are. In fact, it even goes farther than that to fit the specific needs of each individual, their individual attributes and their individual lifestyle and their individual circumstances. So we like to be very adaptable in that way. Around the same time, um, going back several years, uh, my background is in uh, uh, neuropsychology and psychophysiology. I had a private practice for 15 years in psychophysiology and uh, lectured at medical schools for about for about 15 years on that topic going back even farther than that backing up a little bit farther I was kind of a weird kid who was obsessed with uh, the the science of the mind-body connection when I was as young as 10 years old Hmm. I started studying uh, sports psychology and neuropsychology at a very high level at a young age uh, went on to become a Division One athlete. I was a track and field athlete. I was a high hurdler at a, at a top 20 Division One school. And um, I ended up having uh, clients back then that were Division One athletes that asked me to be their mental training coach, much to the dismay of the, the uh, sports psychology department, right? But I had already been doing it for a long time at that point. And so I'm 49 years old now. And, uh, so I've been at, I've been at that game, you know, for, for 39 years, right? So, um, I, I know my way around. There's one thing that I'm confident about. It's it's how human beings process, how human beings learn, uh, and especially adults and how, um, and, and how they train. So I, I have a lot of confidence in our, in our unique training methodology. Um, I, uh. Started Integrative Defense Strategies, the name of, uh, of our business, about nine years ago. So, I, 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 oh, whenever I have careers, they tend to overlap. And so, does that sound familiar? Yes,
2: sir.
1: Right? They tend to overlap. And so, I started part-time uh, about 15 years ago. And then, I've been full-time now um, in, with Integrative Defense Strategies for about the last, about the last 10 years. Um, so, uh, that brings us up to today. Um, integrator defense strategies is doing very well. We take a, we, what we think is a cutting edge approach toward training methodology. We have about 30 uh, affiliates across the country that, um, run our curriculums and come to us for instructor certification and, 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 instructor training, um, brand support, marketing support, and just, you know, moral support for being in a, in a, in a very difficult industry that is um, evolving very, very quickly.
0: I first learned about your program from David Howlett with Next Level Training. He got in touch with me and was yeah. uh, giving me some information about it. Uh, can you tell us a little more about exactly what you're doing in conjunction with Mike and, and Britt and David over
1: there at Next Level? We have a partnership with Next Level Training, um, we, I, I, think I saw a cert behind you. Is that right? One oh, absolutely. You, yeah. One of you has a cert, has a cert behind you. So we've actually, okay. um, yeah. yeah, there's one here. Here we go. Yeah. So we have built we, uh, with our certification programs, we have seven different levels of certification. Um, the first two levels are are in uh, are a certification with inert with inert weapons. Mm-hmm. So the entire curriculum is built actually around the cert. So we, we build up kinetic skills and confidence, um, with the cert pistol. And what we've done is we've created a training methodology that is more similar to, I would say martial arts, more of a martial arts model where Mm -hmm. we have affiliates that some of them actually have martial arts schools or self-defense schools, brick and mortar schools, but we've created a, a model that allows for people to hold classes anywhere. So they sell memberships. And they have students that come and they train all throughout the week, very much like a martial artist does. So that way their students can get the volume and repetition that they need to actually be at a level of competence that is appropriate to be what we think appropriate to be a citizen defender. We have a third level of certification, which is a uh, a little bit more tactical solo CQB for citizen defenders is a lot of it. Um, and then uh, we also do a force-on-force certification. So during that phase, while we still use the cert, a lot of it is revolves around uh, non-lethal training munitions, right, like uh, mm-hmm. professional-grade airsoft, uh, blowback, gas blowback airsoft, and sim rounds. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, next, the next three levels after that are dynamic live-fire training, which are a mirror reflection of our first three levels. Um, that are going to be inert and um, non-lethal training munitions. And then we have a seventh level, which is sort of a ninja level. It's the <laughs> highest possible level. And, and for anybody who reaches the seventh level, we are literally going to be giving out, we'll be giving out certificates, but we'll literally be giving out a, a cape just for fun with our logo, <laughs> with our with our logo on the cape. But we ha- we have a great relationship with next level training, they like they they promote our affiliate program for obvious reasons they like us we believe in what we do but we really just have a a brotherhood with those guys we're on the same wavelength we think the same way and we i think mostly we just we just like each other and trust each other so it's been yeah. it's been a really nice been a really nice relationship there
0: it's well, we, it's easy to form bonds with people that are just good people and i i yeah. mike mike and britt and all those guys over there great people
2: Definitely. Best, it, in the,
1: best in the business.
2: And Todd, we had we had met for the first time at the USCC Expo, bumped into each other over on the concealedcarry.com stage area when uh, I was going to be on the show.
1: It's fun to bump into people who are like-minded. Unfortunately, I think it's rare. Yeah. I think a lot of people are indoctrinated into a, a training methodology and mindset. That's, that's very outdated. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that really stuck out to me the most with what you said was, you know, taking a, an evidence-based and empirical approach to training. And so that way our training isn't just strictly uh, what I call retail training. <laughs> it's not that way. It's not fantasy camp, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah.
1: And, uh, and, uh, that way our training is, is, um, it isn't just arbitrary, and we're prioritizing things based on the mitigation of probabilities. It, it creates a false sense of confidence with people to lead them to believe that they're ready. Right. But when yes. we're teaching low-probability whiz-bang stuff, flashy stuff that really has very little merit when it comes to the reality of a defensive encounter, especially for citizen defenders. I see you guys nodding your heads, so... Yeah
0: absolutely i mean a lot of a lot of the training that's out there and, and you know i've i've taught some of it earlier on in different organizations <laughs> mm-hmm. you set this standard that's arbitrary and it gives people either a false sense of accomplishment to be able to meet that standard and be able to shoot those groups at that certain amount of time that the, the timer says you are supposed to do so, or people will leave there defeated thinking, uh, I can't do this, I can't yeah. meet that standard. And then they, then yeah, they, they right. don't empower themselves and take on that right. responsibility. That's right. For them to realize their own competency, whatever that might be, and yeah. understand what they're good at, what they need to improve upon, and then have tangible ways that they can. That yeah. means that they're most likely going to take those steps further and better themselves and, and hopefully become, you know, become a student of, of, right. of, of, of training, whatever that's that right. might be. That's right. I like that you integrate multidisciplines into the training, too. I know Matt, coming from a law enforcement background, that's a pretty common thing in the LE world. But yeah. as, as Joe's citizen, as Clint, the, the, the civvy guy... Usually it's like we're, we're teaching guns here. We're learning guns here. And that's, that's what it becomes about. And yeah. not every problem is a gun problem. And so having those other, those other things to fall back on is, I think, pretty important, especially in places where you can't carry a gun. I'm a I'm a
1: data freak. If you if you guys if, sometime hope you get a chance to meet my wife and she'll say hi. This is my husband Todd. He gets sexual pleasure from the collection of data. She <laughs> I literally, remember you saying
2: that. I remember you saying yeah, that.
1: Yeah, she she calls it data porn. Remember we talked yep. about that. She I remember it, that. Look, if we're talking about the mitigation of probabilities in reality, 80 percent of assaults are simple assaults. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you're you're faced with a simple assault, but you have a firearm on you. One, you better damn well know how to retain that weapon. Mm-hmm. Two, you better damn well know how to fight your way to it and access it and deploy it properly yeah. if that situation should escalate to the, to the point where that level of force is appropriate. Right? Definitely. Um, and, and not to mention, we need to be able to meet the level of force with the proper level of force. And, and, and we all know, look... You know, combat is very much alive. It's fluid and it's, and, it's, and it's always changing. So that means we need to have an adaptable set of principles and adaptable skill set that has trained us to the point of unconscious competence so that we can have uh, a, a, a measured and conditioned response to whatever is happening within those circumstances. Right? We don't want to have this sort of linear, we don't want to have this linear one-dimensional approach toward training. One of the analogies that I like to, to use is that of a key maker. I always, I talk to my students about this all the time. I let them know, like, guys, every time you come to class, I can give you a new key for your key ring. Right? But now somebody's trying to kill you. And now you have, your, your, ner- your nervous system has to rifle through all those keys all until right. you find the right combination of keys. So I can give you this huge collection of keys, a collection of techniques, or I can teach you to be a keymaker. So that way you can make whatever key you need to make on the fly. You know, you know how to do that. You know how to be you have the fundamentals or or even beyond fundamentals in place so that you can improvise in the appropriate ways. And one of the really important things, in my opinion, that I think is left out most often in the training world, while, while a lot of things are left out in the firearms training world. Is the training of decision making mm-hmm. sound decisions yep. in, in a wide variety? I mean, we could go on all day just about all the different areas mm-hmm. um, that, are, that are that need to be thrown in or baked into the cake when it comes to decision making. So, we spend a lot of time on micro scenario training, simple scenario training, uh, complex scenario training, large scale scenario training, so that our students are trained to recognize patterns. We understand that the sorry, my cat is wants to come in here and sit on my lap hold on oh you're a cat
0: guy too that even makes you cooler
1: he's probably (laughs) he's probably gonna jump on my my cat's kind of kind of famous because he ends up in a lot of our videos this is charlie wow say hi guys anyway um so we understand that the the limbic brain learns in a specific way it learns through archetypal symbolism it learns through pattern recognition it learns through association, it learns through identification, it doesn't learn in the literal way that the cortical level level of the brain learns, it doesn't learn in the same way that the frontal cortex or prefrontal cortex learns, and so we want to train our students in a way so that they can recognize patterns and respond decisively with confidence and with a level of measure and precision, because the, the, the limbic areas of the brain recognized it and created a response before their conscious brain ever had a chance to process it. <laughs> this is the, this is one of the main thrusts, one of the main thrusts of the type of training that we like to do.
2: Out of all the courses that you teach, well, what's the one you like the most that you really like to get in there and you actually get that aha moment from your students and it, it really feels good to you?
1: Well, the one where we get the the aha moments usually is in our 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 level one instructor course, and mm-hmm. uh, in our level one instructor course usually about day two they really they they've taken the red pill like their eyes are really open and you guys can go online and see some of the testimonials from some of our students who are not unexperienced. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a fair amount of law enforcement and military and people with deep backgrounds who take our stuff. You know, so that's obviously. Very rewarding in that way that they understand and appreciate and embrace what we're doing and want to promote it. But I would say my personal favorite, we do a, a IDS Apex three-day boot camp. Uh, it's primarily for citizen defenders, but we're getting more and more military and law enforcement who want to come through that really takes people through the full spectrum of training. Um, all the way, we do a lot, of, a lot of education and lectures during those three-day boot camps. We, do a, we spend a lot of time with, with pistol craft, with the, with the inert weapons, weapons-based combatives. Uh, again, uh, simple scenario training. And then we do some pretty, if you guys can find some of our videos online, we do some pretty large-scale active shooter and, and, and terror response training events where we have 30 or 40 role players, you know, working for us at one time. And then all the way through the last day, which is going to be a dynamic, dynamic live fire day, where we take all the skills that we've been working in the first two days and apply them to live fire. The, the obvious problem is that live fire is very we're very limited with what we can do with live fire right yes sir mm-hmm. but we do as much as we can the valid we use live fire as a means of validation of the kinetic skills that we use on the on the previous two days are there courses
2: that you've taken that you uh, other instructors that you consider mentors that you maybe uh, aspire to take if you haven't taken classes from other instructors to kind of get a feel for what they're teaching and see if you can yeah. get something from them
1: yeah um so mentor is uh to me, mentors are a kind of a sacred word. Mm-hmm, I'm, I'm very enough. careful. I'm very careful about who I call my mentor. To me, they're more than just people who are teaching me, uh, skills. They're teaching me about what it means to be a man, right? They're mm-hmm. teaching me about what it means to be, be a better human being. And they teach me about how I can better maneuver and, and, and operate with integrity within, the, within this industry. Right. Sorry, my cat's knocking everything over. <laughs> uh, um, so I would say that, you know, my, my mentor is, is my coach. Um, his name is uh, Greg Nelson. Some of you may be familiar with Greg Nelson. He's a, a legend in, in the world of martial arts, uh, particularly MMA. He's coached three UFC world champions, um, uh, including Brock Lesnar and Sean Shirk. Wow. Uh, multiple world champions in Muay Thai, kickboxing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, he's my coach. I spent a lot of time over at the Minnesota Martial Arts Academy with him. And uh, he's, he's taught me an awful lot. And we're, it's a big honor that he's he's actually come on with IDS as an adjunct instructor. And like me, he's a devout Christian. And so he's been someone who's really been a great mentor for me.
2: Well, where can people uh, check you out?
1: You can find us on Facebook, Integrative Defense Strategies. Same on YouTube, Integrative Defense Strategies. We produce a lot of video content. Our website is www. This is IDS.com for any of you who are interested in inquiring about becoming an IDS affiliate or coming to some of our training events. And then, as I mentioned, I'm a regular contributor on Funker Tactical YouTube channel and and Facebook page. So uh, it'd be a huge honor to have you guys check us out and give us a sub or a thumbs up.
2: It was awesome having you on, sir.
1: Hey, thank you guys so much. I look forward to doing it again. Come and train with us. We'd love to have you. Meet the Pressers. So what classes do you have coming up? What oh, do you have goodness. that you'd like to
0: tell people about? Well,
2: I uh, just got certified as the first New York State TASER civilian instructor. So we're going right. to be, we're putting a bunch of TASER courses on the calendar. Um, you know, we've got all the other ones, USCCA, NRA instructor courses coming up. AR 101, getting prepped for Larry Vickers coming in in August, 16th through the 18th. So Friday the 16th is the uh, pistol and Saturday is the... Uh, 17th, which is the AR operator and the 18th is the AK operator. So we're really excited about having Larry come back out This is the second year coming out for us Basically put the calendar together for everything handgun long gun uh, All the way out to December uh, Do cool. article, article 35 pretty much everything we have we just put up on the uh, website for people to sign up now I've got to spend the time to get it up on the USCCA's website up on our Google calendar up on our Facebook page and that's the, the next week I'll be uh, uh putting all that up on those uh, platforms.
0: It, it takes a while to keep up with all those listings, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, I used to do it every three months, and now I'm just like, I'm just going to do a six months. So it's like six-month calendar, get it done. I know some people like Frank Maloney, the top shot down in Long Island, Renaissance Firearms, he does it every once a year. He'll do his calendar for the year, get it up, get it, get it pushed, and then just run it for the whole year which I think I might, if I could do that, I, I might end up doing that. Yeah, I try the- to
0: do that, but I, I'm constantly adding classes because
2: yeah. then someone will call me up
0: and they'll yep. say, hey, are you teaching this class? I'm like, no, but I can.
2: Exactly. Give exactly. me a date. And I, you know, oh. so I'll just go ahead and uh, set that class up. Yeah, I, I do the exact same thing. <laughs> exact, exact same thing. That's, that's so funny that you say that.
0: June 29th and 30th, two dates on the Personal Defense Network tour that I'll be putting on in Mansfield Massachusetts, just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. I'll be doing a USCCA DSF level one and a level two on the Sunday. So level one on Saturday, level two on Sunday. And uh, I'm offering a discount for those that want to take both classes, which is pretty substantial discount. I'm looking forward to going to Massachusetts. This will be my first time teaching there. I look forward to seeing some good friends and the the folks uh, that are, that are hosting me, Uh, Jeff Patello and Brian Chamberlain. They're bringing me out there and, and it'll be good to work with them. I'm looking forward to doing that. Actually, I'm taking my son, and we're going to do a little bit of sightseeing afterwards, a couple of days after. And as a apple seed instructor, which I teach that program, if you go to Battle Road at Lexington and Concord and get a picture taken with your instructor hat on, you get a special patch. So... I nice. hope that that I'm going to have some opportunity to go there and do that and visit that, that historical spot. That'll be pretty cool to do. I also have uh, the DSF, USCCA DSF Level 1 Instructor Course. Uh, the next one i have is July 13th and 14th here in New Kensington outside of Pittsburgh. And, of course, July 20th is National Train-A-Teacher Day, yes. and I'll be offering classes here. Of course, people are offering classes across the country. What are you putting yeah. on for National Train-A-Teacher Day?
2: We're trying to do all the USCCA courses, uh, counter mass Shooter Threat, the Women's Course, the First Aid, uh, Emergency First Aid Fundamentals, uh, CCHDF, uh, and then as well as uh, TASER. So we've put on the TASER TASER Civilian course. I've got all my instructors, got all hands on deck and said, everybody's putting something on. (laughs) So basically we've got two locations with uh, probably three courses at each location. So hopefully we'll have six courses going on at two different locations with uh, anywhere from five to six different instructors running them.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'll personally be putting on a, a USCCA home defense fundamentals in the morning and then a uh, countering the mass shooter threat in the afternoon. But some of my other other instructors are I, I know, um, let's see, Ian Davis is putting on a, a, a DSF level one. Nice. And I know a few other mm-hmm. folks are putting on some stop the bleedy kind of classes mm-hmm. as well. So there's, there's a lot of training going on in the Pittsburgh area as well as across the country. Last thing I'd like to touch upon before we officially sign off, Pennsylvanians that are watching this broadcast, please contact your senator, your state senator, and tell them to support Senate Bill 531. And what that does is it puts more teeth into the preemption law and it uh, makes it a little less likely that a local elected official will, will defy preemption uh, because of the penalties that, that this particular legislation puts in place. So it's something very important that we should push.
2: Speaking of politics, on my end in New York, uh, I went down to Albany last week and met with I think it was six or seven different uh, politicians, legal aides, and such uh, to talk about tons of different laws that there are a lot, tons of different bills they're trying to make into law here in New York. Uh, one of them being 50; they're trying to ban all 50 caliber firearms. Period. You cannot have it in New York Senate Bill 1412, which they're trying to uh, add different requirements to be able to get a pistol license. One being hand over your social media login information. So wow. that they can see up to, I think three years, they want to see what you've been up to. The Orwellian
0: thought police and, and minority yep. port style of, of living is just not something that we should ever get into into in a constitutional Republic. Right. Most certainly not.
2: Definitely. Yeah. So there's two, uh, two assembly bills and two Senate bills in place where they're trying to do additional requirements for training where you actually have to go, uh, and take a, they they vary. Um, but the one that I think is getting the most traction and, and the one Senator that I met with about it, um, was they want to do a five hour course with one hour, um, test and, uh, or I should say a test and shooting. So a five hour course with test, a physical test or written test, and then a physical test where you have to go out and shoot and qualify. So that is something that, uh, that they're, they're pushing for. And I think think it's going to pass i think they're definitely moving getting some traction on it and a lot of co-signers so um i think that is going to be something that moves forward and you know i was pitching if you're going to do it why not do a national curriculum so i was trying to put the uscca in there as far as the the type of curriculum if they're going to make it happen and they can make it happen they can make anything happen they just they just talked about legalizing prostitution in new york state wow and that's something that's probably going to happen as well legalization of prostitution and giving illegal uh, immigrants uh, driver's licenses
0: yeah and and promote the death of an unborn fetus, but yep. yet allow uh, limit the ability of a law-abiding citizen to exercise a constitutionally guaranteed right. Yep. makes no sense to me. but unfortunately all. you know where New York is, Pennsylvania is only one or two bad election cycles from being right there. So yep. it's important that we stay politically active and we see what these folks are doing, these elected officials and and support the ones that are champions of liberty and the ones that are not we need to, try to first educate them and, and allow them to see the light of liberty. And if that doesn't work, then we need to fight them and, and make sure that they don't become reelected officials.
2: We have a lot of sponsors that made this show possible.
0: Make sure you check them out and give them your business. This episode of Meet the Pressers is made possible with the generous support of PowerTac Flashlights, Lee Armory, and EZ2C Targets. Well, excellent, dude. Uh, great show. I agree. And uh, the the new half hour format, we're going to have one guest or we're going to talk for a half hour either way, but uh, that's how we're going to do it. Uh, we did the uh, show from the USCCA Expo was the last one. And then the one prior to that was a longer format where we had Rob Pincus come on the show. And then the first one was just us kind of getting our sea legs together and working out uh how we how we interact with one another with a time delay on two different cameras in two different states, and I think we're coming along pretty well. I do. Uh, we we went up over 110 uh, subscribers now. Is it 110? Yes,
2: it's 100 and, yeah, it's over 100. That's all. That was my first goal: I'll get over 100, so we can change the uh, the name of the channel. Which cool. Will- now be Meet the Pressers.
0: Awesome. So we're slowly but surely working our way out there. And it's thanks to those of you that have subscribed and we appreciate it. So continue to uh, spread the gospel, like the show, tell it to your friends, show it to your friends and have them subscribe and we'll, we'll get it out there.
2: Yes, sir. Bob, who's Bob? I don't know. So uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, with that said,
2: uh, as you've been watching Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory,
0: And Clint Macro.
2: Have a great night or day or week,
0: whatever. You got to do it. I'll do. Meet the pressers.